Blog Talk Radio. gentlemen, welcome to WTNS, Woman, the Nurturing Spirit. Today is Monday, June 4th, 2012. Welcome to our Love Court series. Imagine being arrested for loving yourself. Would there be enough evidence to convict you? Again, this is not about judgment, selfishness, and self-indulgence. This is about you, your own uniqueness. This is about being authentic, knowing and living who you are created, chosen, and designed to be. Now, before we begin, I would like to share our phone number. Anyone with questions, please call us at one three four seven. Nine four five six seven eight nine. After attending the I Love Myself retreat with Keep Love Present and Brother Naeem Muslim, we will enter the conversation of our hearts and hear how love reaches a verdict. We will return in a moment to start with our conversation. How is everyone? I hope you had a great holiday weekend for Memorial Day. Um, And I am excited to know that so many of you joined us at our I Love Myself retreat. And I am looking forward to our continuing conversation on how we can keep love present, how we can love ourselves, how we can practice. Loving Ourselves Moment to Moment. We're going to talk about love reaching a verdict. 
in the quietness, and we're going to go into the privacy and the deep spaces and places of our hearts. And we're going to find these jurors of what makes each of us wonderful, unique, and gifted human beings. These jurors are being facilitated by love. Love helps to energize and helps to celebrate who we are. These jurors are our minds, our bodies, our souls, and our spirits. Yes, in the heart of all of us, they are discussing the evidence. Do you, do I love ourselves? See, in most cases in court, the jury is out discussing the evidence to reach a verdict in a trial. Here at the Love Court, we're going to go in, into your heart and into my heart, to hear the evidence being discussed by our minds, by our bodies, by our souls, which includes our emotions, intellect, and will, and by our spirits, our health, our focus, our senses, our purpose, our careers, our destiny, our fun, our joy, our laughter, our relationships are all on the line. First, we will go over the 12 questions that we were asked at Love Court. One, what does your name mean and does your life demonstrate its meaning? Very important. And I'll know that many of us have heard these questions over and over again over the last couple of months. These questions are very important. And it is my hope and desire and prayer that each person listening really applying these questions to your life, that you're answering these questions in your own heart. So what does your name mean? Find out. I was a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago, after I did um, this, this um, conversation, we did the Love Court conversation, and I asked this question. I had one of my nieces come visit me, and I asked her, what does your name mean? And she just stared at me, and that's just amazing how many of us do not know the meaning of our names. Yet I know for a fact over the years that it is very important to know the meaning of our names, that as before spoken, it really lets us know. It supports us in knowing who we are and what we may be here for in life. So go find out the meaning of your name and then begin to live the live what it means in your life. Two, what is your favorite color, and where does it show up in your life? Very important. Three, are you drinking enough water every day? Again, I still hear people over and over again tell me how, oh, I guess I need to drink some water. Very important. Four, are you the same person in your public life and your private life? Or do people, all all kinds of people in all walks of life, know a different type of person you are? Five, are you the gift? Are you God's investment for today? And what kind of gift are you? Are you glad when people, when you show up, are people glad, I should say, when you show up at an event, at a family reunion, at someone's house? Six, are you listening to your body? 
Do you eat when you're hungry? I mean, there are days I know that we have busy days. There are times when we are busy and we miss a meal, we skip a meal, we're not hungry. There are days we're not even hungry. I'm talking about on the average for a regular, uh, you know, just basically every day in your life. Are you eating when you're hungry? Because the body needs fuel. Do you rest when it tells you to rest, when you're tired? It's important. I have had days and years. I recall when I was pregnant with my twins, all I wanted was a good night's sleep. Someone asked me, what if someone was to offer you a million dollars? I said, you know, I would probably ask for a good night's sleep. I was so exhausted. Rest and sleep, very important. It's the only time that the body can really rejuvenate and regenerate itself. So do you rest when your body tells you, I'm tired? Do you get the hug you need when you need it? We talk about, and many of us have heard how when babies are not touched in nurseries, when children, and when we go through life not being hugged and touched. I saw the Millionaire Show on television last night, and the woman said, you know, I just want a hug. She was a senior citizen, and they were delivering meals to the senior citizens who were homebound. And she just wanted a hug. She wanted to be touched. Do you get the hug you need when you need it? Seven, are you a mentee? Again, on purpose. Are you allowing someone to speak into your life? Have you sought someone to share what it is they know? Are you connected to someone who's doing what you would like to do, no matter what the age? Because today's in today's economy, we already know that so many of us have had to start all over again. And it's many times we will have to be trained and coached and mentored by someone younger than us in order to get the job done, in order to learn the new craft, the new skill. Number eight, are you a mentor with consciousness? Are you just volunteering because you want to fill a quota, a social quota, um, you want it to look good on your resume, or are you consciously being a mentor to someone? Someone's watching you. Others are paying attention to who you are, to what you do, and how you do it. Number nine, do you know how to play? I'm telling you, do you know how to play? Do you know how to come and play? I was speaking to someone earlier how children would say, come play with me, come play with me. Do you know how to play? Do you know how to enjoy your life and have fun? Number ten, are you a mirror of love? When someone looks at your life, when you look at someone's life, the people that you've gathered around you, that you've pulled around you, the people that you're responding to, the life that you're living, the things that you surround yourself with, your furnishings, your neighborhood you've chosen to live in, the car you've chosen to drive, does it mirror love, the love that you have for yourself? And when others are in that space with you, do they feel that love in your life? Are you a mirror of love? The does do or does what you do and have in your life reflect love back to you? Number 11, do you have a healthy relationship with money? Do you know how money works? Are you afraid of money? Do you become overwhelmed when it's too much money or do you become overwhelmed when there's not enough money? 
do you reject gifts given to you? When someone offers to do something for you, buy you something, bless you with something, do you know how to graciously accept, receive that gift, whether it's financial, whether it's a, a, a an item, a special item that they know you would enjoy? Do you have a healthy relationship with money? All of this is connected to having a healthy relationship with money. How you, how I, how we receive gifts, compliments, gratitude, acts of kindness from others. And 12, are you fit with love? Are you physically fit? Do you move? Are you moving in your life? Maybe you're not an aerobic person. Maybe you're not a person who likes to get on machines. Moving, walking, connecting, just having movement in your life. Are you mentally fit with love? Are you emotionally fit with love? Are you spiritually fit with love? Well, we'll continue our conversation in a moment. Okay, welcome again to Woman, the Nurturing Spirit. And we're talking about love reaching a verdict. So now we've just already gone over our 12 questions that were asked at the love court. Let's revisit some key points shared with us by Naeem at the Keep Love Present, at the I Love Myself retreat during the Keep Love Present conversation. One of the things that I thought was the most important Phrase that I would love for you to recall, to remember, to keep in your heart, your mind, and your life for the rest of your life is stay in the conversation. Practice. Keep love present. Stay in the conversation. Be around people. Put yourself in situations. Put yourself in um, atmospheres where it helps you to stay in the conversation of what? Of love, of keeping love present, of loving yourself. The next thing he talked about was love, only love. We talked about loving so many things. I love this, I love that. Love, only love. Love is action. It's unconditional. And how you and I be causes love to show up. How does love show up? It's how we are being with ourselves, being with our lives, 
being with our thoughts, being with the language, slowing down enough to be with the language, the words that we are speaking. Keep love present a moment at a time. When I practice keep love present, it helps me to what? Hear my own voice. And when I hear my own voice, I can disappear confusion. The other voices that are telling me things that's not really who I am. The other thing that was real that really stood up to me was self-correcting, knowing the distinction between my own voice and other voices. And when I'm able to do that, that's a way of looking at how I can self-correct, being able to know the difference between when it's my voice, when I'm hearing what my heart is saying and my spirit is saying, what my love for myself is saying for me, and I'm hearing other voices telling me it's all right to um, stay with the status quo. Well, why do you have to stand out? Why do you need to be different? Hearing my own voice, self-correcting myself into being my authentic self. Also, I am a genius. I shift from my mind to being. I have the ability, the gift, the strength, the focus to be who I've been created to be. Keep love present shows up in not just who you and I be, it shows up in how you and I be. The power of now is a practice of the heart. I love that. Now, nurturing one's world. Keep love present now. Nurturing one's world. Each person has their own experience with keep love present now. Are you nurturing your world by loving yourself? Love is also a language. It's how we speak, the words we say, not only just the words, how we are being, just like babies. Love is a language. Love may be words, I love you, thank you, you're welcome, excuse me, forgive me. And love may not be words. It's the hug, the laughter, the support, like pulling a chair out for someone. Help it, letting someone hold on to you as they walk and they're not able to stable themselves. Be there for someone. Love is being that bridge over troubled waters. Again, each of our keep love presence is God made. It's custom for you, for your own uniqueness. How you love yourself, how you celebrate that, how you live that, how you express that to others and how you express it to yourself is customized. It doesn't look like you. It doesn't look like me. I recall I was sharing. I wasn't up to 49 times a day saying keep love present. So guess what I did? Guess what I did? And I did. I had keep love present signs hanging throughout my place, keep love present. And so my son, when he went into the laundry room, he saw the sign, really, Mom? While I'm washing clothes, I said keep love present. I said that's right. And so having that in front of me is how I have customized keeping love present for myself, being able to see that and having that memory and having that focus to keep love present. I have it in front of me, so when I wake up in the morning, I see it. When I'm going to sleep at night, I see it. 
When I'm in the bathroom, I see it. When I'm washing my face, brushing my teeth, when I'm in the kitchen preparing a meal, I see keep love present, and I say it. And I don't just rush through the words and say keep love present, keep love present. I'm with the energy, the power, the spirit of those words, keep love present. Again, in order to keep love present, we practice having relationships with one another. Me with you and you with me. Thank you for being part of this radio conversation on loving yourself. We are practicing keep love present. And then he talked about fun turns into skill. I have often heard people tell me that they do not know their purpose. I mean, these are people who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and on and on. So my question is, what is your fun? Because fun turns into skill. Think about the people who say, I love what I'm doing. I'm just having a ball. I'm having fun. And they have been able to make a living from it. They have been able to be a blessing because of it. And so many times what we enjoy doing in life, what gives, makes us have fun, what we have fun doing many times becomes the skill, becomes the moneymaker, becomes the purpose, becomes the career, becomes that thing that makes a difference in our life. So what is your fun? Think about that. What is my fun? What is the thing that I love to do that I can turn into a skill? Okay, so now let's go into the deliberating room of our hearts and hear love, how love reaches a verdict. And before we go there, let's talk about something else, because I had a friend who was listening to the show say, what happens should there be a mistrial or a hung jury? And I laughed and laughed, and I said, wow, to think about that, let's think about that first. What happens when there's a mistrial? And I thought about it and thought about it, and I'm like, hmm, a mistrial. And I was, of course, wanting to have a language that would work with our love court conversation. And for me to have a mistrial in your heart about whether you love yourself or not is to not have enough evidence or proof or knowledge or knowing or intimacy with you, your own uniqueness. Falling in love with you, (laughs) loving you, being intimate with you, not having enough evidence, proof that you've spent enough time with you could cause a mistrial. Or how about a hung jury? 
I call that a split decision with the jurors in your heart. So there's a split decision between what's going on in your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit. Imagine being split all inside your heart, personality all divided, maybe from hurt, feeling stuck, being judgmental and unforgiving for your own self. Do you know how to forgive yourself? Do you know how to live life without judgment against yourself? When we have these kind of things going on inside our heart, it could be a hung jury, not being able to decide whether I love myself or not. So think about those things. And also, I thought about bottom line, hmm, what should should that be the truth? What happens when I am in a mistrial? I don't have enough evidence. I haven't spent enough time with myself. What happens when there is a hung jury and I'm all split in my personality because of hurt and I haven't forgiven myself and I'm passing judgment? I say it's because the baby is not present. The acroverb baby is busy at being you. Somehow, some way, something happened and the baby in you the busy at being you got left at 5 years old, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40. Something happened inside your heart, a relationship, a, a job that you had to leave, a project that you worked on that didn't come out like it should have. Something happened, and now the baby is not present. Get to know the baby. Get to know the baby in you. Get to know the child in you. Busy at being you. Get busy at being who you are. So now, for those with a not guilty verdict, we're talking about love reaching a verdict. So now, suppose love reaches a verdict of not guilty. What would be how we can deal with that? Do the work. What we've talked about at the I Love Myself Retreat with Keep Love Present and Brother Naeem. Do the work, everyone. Do the work. Okay, what do I mean by do the work? Do the work physically. Do the work mentally. Do the work emotionally. Do the work spiritually. Do I mean by physically? I think we all kind of know that. Work out, move, walk. I mean, walk across the floor. Walk in circles in your house. Stand behind a chair, put your leg up physically, become physical. Create, go to a, a arts and crafts um, workshop, do something, move about, go meet with people, go sit by the pool, um, gather together people to do something physically so that you can do the work for your body. Do the work mentally. Grow your brain. Let it stretch. Let it move. Use your brain. Feed your brain. Feed it what? Feed it food. Feed it natural food, which we know could be 
all kind of fruits and vegetables. And I have a list of some foods, some natural foods that actually what they call brain foods, foods that bring power to the brain, avocados and bananas and blueberries and brown rice, cherries, mm, collard greens, cranberries, dark chocolate. Imagine dark chocolate helps feed the brain. Green tea, oatmeal, strawberries, wheat germ, walnuts, and the list goes on. Feed the brain food naturally. Feed the brain cognitively. Brain teasers. Work on crossword puzzles and word, you know, find the words um, games. I used to recall my mother. She was a crossword puzzle um, almost addict. She was always doing crossword puzzles. And I believe because she was a school teacher, she knew that stimulating and feeding the brain was how you could do the work on yourself. Do the work. Read books, magazines, things that interest you. Feed your brain. Soul. How to do the work on the soul, which houses our emotions. Let's talk about the emotions. Emotionally, feed and do the work. Do the work on the soul, I mean. Be willing be wise, be knowledgeable, be forgiving. How do I do the work on my soul? How do I do the work emotionally? I do the work by forgiving myself. Moment by moment, I do the work emotionally by being wise and smart about things, making choices, slowing down so that I make choices and decisions that are wise, gathering the information, slow down enough to gather the information. My mother used to always say when we were growing up, when you have to make a decision quickly and in a hurry, don't make the decision. Give yourself time to be with the information so that when you make that decision, and it's not because you are emotional, it's because you are using your emotions in a wise way. Be willing. Have a willingness about yourself. Don't say no to everything. Don't be the one who's always left in the corner just being rebellious and refuse to be part of life. Do the work emotionally. Do the work on your soul. Do the work spiritually. How would I do the work spiritually? And I didn't want it to be left up in the clouds like angels are flying by and we get wings and things like that. Do the work spiritually for me means have a dream. Don't stop dreaming. I was talking to my daughter just before the show, and I was realizing that I was struggling with dreaming anymore. It was like I had, at the age I am now, I had had so many dreams that did not come to pass because I had some physical challenges. 
and I'm starting to feel wonderful again. And I was like, okay, what's going on with me? And one of the things that I realized today in the conversation is that I have stopped dreaming. And I'm telling you, when the show has completed today, I'm going to tonight, before I go to bed, begin a brand-new dream journal. And I'm going to write down the dreams that I would like to have fulfilled in my life. So don't stop dreaming. So how do I do the work spiritually? I dream. I start to dream again. I also stay focused. What is your focus? What are you paying attention to? I heard years ago, what we focus on gets larger. It's the biggest thing in our life. You focus on something scary and crazy, it gets large. Focus on something that's wonderful and fabulous. I recall years ago before I moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and I was just overwhelmed financially and physically, had a lot of challenges, and I just kept saying, okay, how am I going to get from New Jersey to Arizona? I had missed my mother. I wanted to see her, missed my family, my sister, my children, my nieces and nephews, and I needed to get to Arizona. And I said, okay, just take one step at a time. Focus on that one step at a time. Stay in the moment. Stay in your now. Stay present. And here I was learning to practice, keep love present then. I was practicing it without the language. Now I have the language, keeping love present. What is your focus? What are you focusing on? And then how do I do the work spiritually? I stay connected to others in the universe. I recall a story years ago about how you have a fireplace, and as long as the logs are in the fireplace or connected to each other, it burns wonderfully. You have this roaring fire. It's beautiful. It's fabulous. Now, imagine taking one of those logs out of the fireplace and placing it on the side. What happens to that log that is no longer connected to the fireplace and to the other logs in the fireplace? It begins to die down. And eventually, it stops burning. And that's what happens we don't, when we do not stay connected to others in the universe. So do the work spiritually. Stay connected to others in the universe. And bringing all of these together, do the work. Do the work. Laugh. Move. Rest. Now, for those with, who have a guilty verdict, now that was for those who do not who do not have a guilty verdict. But these are now this is for those who have a guilty verdict. You have been found guilty for loving yourself. The verdict is guilty as charged. I say just continue doing the same work physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Continue to do the work. And as we uh, continue to do the work, we will be able to tell inside our hearts that love is being kept present in our lives. I have enjoyed having this conversation. We will continue to have this conversation. Um, This has been exciting and wonderful. Keep love present at our I Love Myself retreat, the questions at the love court, and now love reaches a verdict. 
And I would like to say as we conclude our show today, to go to Blog Talk Radio to our uh, and listen to our archive shows and then click on Share and tell us who you are and how you practice loving yourself. Now, some of you I know you are listening to this radio program personally, and so I really am expecting you to click on Share and tell us who you are and how you practice loving yourself. And then next week we will be handed the sentence. How to now we're going to sentence you for being found guilty or not guilty by love and the other jurors. And then followed by I need love round table conversation. We're going to do a I need love round table conversations and so far we have six listeners for our show in about two weeks. Finally, I would like to say love reaches a verdict every moment of our lives. That's why you and I must what? Do the work. Again, it's one thing to know and love yourself. Keeping that love present in you so that love is in every relationship. And I know I keep saying this, It's just so important to repeat this. We want love to be in every relationship, every conversation, and we want it to be continuously through our lives and everything we do. Continue to tune into our Love Court series for the announcement of our Love Celebration Conference conversation. This is Lady J thanking you again for loving yourself. Keep love present, and I'll see you next week for your sentencing. Mm-hmm.